This is the Outer Rim Job. Hey, welcome back to episode, I don't know, what episode is this? 16? Sure. Sounds about Why right. Not? Okay. Hey, welcome back, uh, fuckers. Episode 16. We are coming to you with, um, well, we planned ahead to record, but then uh, I didn't do any work behind the scenes on this one. and I have no notes. We took some quick notes before this, but there's going to be segments. We're going to talk about stuff, and there's going to be things inside those segments. So, enjoy. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be oh, an excellent episode. One of the man, best we've ever it's done. It's actually time. episode 18. Oh, we were, man, you, we slided oh. ourselves too. Yeah. Man, nice. Extra episodes. Okay. All right. Fuck it. Let's, let's go. On with the episode. Let's see what happens. Oh, dear God. What the heck is a rim job? Oh, why, that's when you put your legs behind your head and have someone lick your ass. I can taste it In my mouth is just so bittersweet Okay, here we are. We're in a segment. I don't know which one. Did <laughs> <laughs> we introduce we're, ourselves? Oh, no, we're, we in a, we're in a segment, and here we go. We're going to introduce ourselves at the beginning of whatever this segment is. Uh, I'm here. This is Bill. Hey, this is Dane. This is Alpha Matt. <laughs> This is beta Matt. Did yeah, you purposefully? Right. Yeah. Did you purposefully wait for the alpha to speak first? <laughs> no, I, I, I just want us to not talk over each other yet again. <laughs> <laughs> it feels it feels like we've done that the last like four times we've recorded. I feel like Matt's just getting comfortable being a beta. He's just sliding into that role. Yeah. Well, I think he's been beat a couple more times too. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're gonna we're talk a- about that. Yep. I think. <laughs> We're not all meant to be alphas. I'm sorry, Matt. Beta, beta, Matt. Well, why don't we, right, so, should we, should we maybe start talking about the uh, Vassal tournament since it's like the longest to go thing that we have to talk about? Yeah, fuck it. So here inside this segment, whichever one it is, we're going to talk about the Vassal tournament we did. The one with the, uh, it was just the podcast, ourselves and Josiah. I guess that would make this how and, I taste. There yeah. you go. We're inside the rim. How's it taste? So it was, it was the four of us, Josiah, uh, and Brian. And Brian. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, that was the Brian six of us. Make it. Yeah, Brian couldn't make it. Who knows what he's doing? Um, I assume he's working. I don't know. Did he even say anything? No, he never responded. No. Okay. I'm assuming he's working. I guess he just didn't feel like it. I don't yeah. think we even so, invited Josiah. Man, he's in the chat. He would have seen it. Yeah, he had I a guess picture so. on Facebook of him like in a river the other day. Like he was just swimming in a river? Well, he was like fly fishing. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Brian. Yeah, Brian yeah. was fly fishing. Yeah, he's, he's a fly fisherman now. Yeah. Cool. Another hobby for him to throw his money at. Oh, hey, I think it's, it's also his birthday. Today? Uh, yesterday. Happy birthday, Brian. Yeah, yeah happy birthday, Brian. Happy birthday, big bitch. Yep. He's sleeping off his hangover. That's what he's doing. Probably. Or he's drying out his clothes from fly fishing all day. Who the fuck knows? I don't, I don't know what goes into that. Yeah. All right, cool. So let's go to the Vassal Tournament. Um, 
fuck i don't really re- I, I know alpha matt won he beat me on mov we tied yeah. right yeah we all tied on tournament points I, I think it was me you and josiah tied on tournament points or was it okay. dane no dane tied on tournament points and josiah yeah. was right behind us that's right dane had a losing record and tied for first right yeah, <laughs> yeah. well because the whole tournament was super close i think my win over my i had a big win over matt in the first round and that was like the only thing over a seven in the whole tournament yeah you had a big win over me or or beta i think it was over beta it was me yeah it was probably beta yeah because i think our game was a six yeah because i lost to you well, let's bring up. Let me pull it up real quick, and we'll actually talk about it. I feel like we'll remember more when we like remember the scores. We should have done this before we started recording. Yeah, uh, fuck it. But you they know, you guys to... get to see behind the curtain. Yeah, they can listen I'm to just organizing really the episode. Are. See how yeah. the sausage is made. <laughs> like I have a pretty solid recollection of how the tournament went on my end. So you want me to just go through my games? So are we doing yes. that reps or okay? Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. So I had the good fortune of getting matched up against JJ in the first round. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess I should talk about my list first. And this is the tournament where we were all bringing what we would have brought to Worlds. So uh, yes. I talked about my list before. It's an ISD2 with the pretty much standard loadout plus advanced transponder nets. Um, I brought a Raider with Corvus and that had my Admiral on it, which was Jirgerod. Uh, I brought a couple of Kazanis, one of them with Comsnet and one of them with uh, Waldar. And then I had four Decimators, Taltravura, and Dengar, which was a nice, fun squadron group with uh, lots of counter. So first round, I played JJ, and he had a very interesting list that had uh, – he had a gate on an MC-30 admonition. And then I want to say he had – four trc 90s yeah does that sound right i think so and And they all all had link turbo laser towers yeah that's right they weren't trcs they were link turbo laser towers instead uh i think he had a misunderstanding on how they worked and that's why he brought them but i I think (laughs) it worked out okay for him anyway (laughs) and then um he had a couple transports so i played him um i kind of rushed my isd in because i figured um it was most likely to escape alive that way and uh he just kind of plinked away at it took out my isd i think i got a few of his corvettes i didn't even bother shooting at admonition because when you've got a gate on an admonition that's not even worth bothering with right um and I think I lost a 7-4 in that yeah, one. Yeah, I got it pulled up right here. You lost, yeah, 7-4. 301 to 181. Yeah, so that was my first ever game on Vassal. So I, it was a bit of a learning experience. And all you know, JJ's kind of a Vassal savant. So I, I was okay with that. Um, my second game, I think Do we that want was... to talk about the rest of the first round? before we yeah go for it let's do that all right so the next game in the first round was brian versus bill i don't remember what either of your lists were um mine was uh i had the um oh fuck uh star the starhawk agate the mark ii with all the shield shunting 
Oh yeah. Um, like it was a uh, six activation, no squad shield shunting using a Pelta shields, the max, uh, a CR 90 shunting shields, all that shit. Just to try to make a Starhawk unkillable. Well, near, near to it anyways. And then Brian ran, um, he had a Starhawk and an Admo. Yeah, yeah that's right. And, and then Bra- I, I, I want to say he had like Tycho and Shara and a couple transports. Something like that, yeah. Anyway, I, I, he won that game. I, I don't remember what the score was. It was 74 to 20. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. We, we didn't really kill anything. Lots of action in that one. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I think that was the like one where... Bang each other Starhawks into each other and neither died? Yeah, I think that's what it was. It, I want to say his Starhawk was like burning on fire and I almost had it. But obviously, I didn't. Mm-hmm. And he and he just killed like my transports and probably the CR ninety or something, or maybe even the yeah. Pelta. I don't know. And then that was it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And the last <laughs> game was uh, me and uh, Matt uh, Prime or Matt or Beta Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a Starhawk. Jesus Christ. With. Uh, <laughs> Like you know, loaded out, and then a uh, Liberty with Mon Karen and uh, like Kate and Sholin, and I think Engine Tax, um, and then I think Tycho Shara and two transports. Um, and then Matt, you had I believe you had an Onager and an Interdictor. Yeah, I had the uh, as Jeff called it, the science team. Yeah, with uh, Ramoti. What I had, I think I had two aggressors. Bosk, and a, another YV maybe. I don't know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Four squads, high on haul, just to try and slow somebody down. Mm-hmm. It was also yeah, both so, of our first times. I just remember that game took us like five hours to play. It took oh. a really – it was my first game on Vassal too. Oh, God. And it took a really long time. Yeah, it really helped to play the first game with somebody who knew Vassal. Yeah, I, I mean I, Matt I, knew it, but he didn't know it like to teach me. Yeah, you know what I mean, like he was still kind of figuring because you hadn't played that many games, right? I'd played that like one. a game. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. yeah since, since we're doing this on the fly, we should probably talk about our vassal impressions after we talk about this. I think yeah, that yeah. sounds like a good idea. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that was, but that was a good game. I mean, I think I like was able to get my. Uh, the plan with my list was to. Rush onagers with the speed four liberty and hit them in the side and take them down before they could do heavy damage to Starhawk and then it can just kind of do whatever it wanted. And in that game, it kind of went that way. Yeah. Um, so, so the plan worked. Didn't that I, tournament not go well for you, Beta? I, I feel like I remember that now. Uh, probably not. Dane would they, if Dane got up, he probably remembers. Uh, well, I'm only looking at round one right now, so oh, okay. um, I think you were zero and three. This, this round did not go I mean, I well. I definitely went zero and three. I, although, <laughs> yeah, Dane was my worst loss, I think, though, too. Yeah, this one was two sixty to seventeen for a nine-two. Yeah. So that one mm. was that. That was certainly my biggest win. Um, in fact, it was my only win. Um, let's see here. Is there a round two picture? 
I don't think there is. I know I played Brian in round two. Oh, wait. Then this is it right here. Um, yeah, round two. Um, do you want to start off with that? You played Brian. Yeah, sure. So um, he, he, I, he went first. He chose my most wanted because I think he thought it would be better for him than fighter ambush or superior positions. And of course I picked the Starhawk since this was kind of a casual tournament. I just wanted to see if it would go down if I threw everything I had at it. And uh, it did. Um, and I think I got in, I, I, so I traded my ISD for his Starhawk. That's basically what ended up happening. My ISD face hugged his Starhawk and both of them went down. And I want to say I got like a, either an eight or a nine out of it. Yeah, um, I'm not sure exactly what you had here. You won 387 to 154. That sounds like a nine. Yeah, that was a nine. So yeah, that's that's basically what happened in that game. I took I, I basically just ignored his squadrons and I just dumped my decimators into his Starhawk and that was it. They were ramming and they were face hugging and they both went down and that was about it. All right. Um, then I played uh, JJ. And uh, he did what I've kind of discovered is the weakness of that Starhawk uh, Liberty list is ignored the Starhawk and just killed the Liberty. Um, he had some fighters, I think, too, in that list. Um, so I feel like I remember his fighters kind of being kind he, of nasty. He had ships. Lando. That was his only fighter. Was it just yeah. Lando? Maybe he, just did, Lando. he did some damage Lando. Um, it was Lando. Yeah. Um, Lando and I just wasn't damage. able to like really put guns on too much because it was his list was so fast and he outactivated me and he outmaneuvered me. That's generally kind of the weakness of Starhawk lists is uh, well I guess we can talk about that later is going after the support shit. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it ended up yep. being close. I mean, it was two nineteen to one eighty one. I forget. I think we played contested outpost. And I think it was his. Um, and I got like the last few rounds of it with my Starhawk. Um, yeah, I remember tuning in for that one and thinking it was weird that he had contested outpost in his yeah in his objectives. Because I just kind of jumped across the board and got to it, you know, pretty quickly, and uh, then was able to. But he was able to get the uh, get the liberty. I tried to hold it back and defend it, but I got it in a little bit too quickly. Um, and uh, he brought it down, and then I think, you know, scored some other points otherwhere. I think he may have killed one of my fighters. Um, and then uh, Bill and Matt Prime played. How'd it go? <laughs> I don't remember. Well, you won <laughs> 353 to 161. Okay, cool. Should have been a memorable <laughs> win for you. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> so um, something happened in that game, and, and, and Bill won. Yeah. Do you remember what uh, Beta? Beta probably doesn't want to remember it. <laughs> he, uh, you started farming tokens on me. Well, I can't remember what the objective was. Uh, oh, oh, I kind of remember now. It was the, oh, um, it was the, the, the mining facility. Yeah, where you could mine the dust fields. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember you kept pace with me for quite a while. Yeah. And then you took down, like, the Onager, I think. And then you were able to pull ahead because I wasn't able to keep mining and survive at the same time right 
Yeah, I think what we found with your list, Matt, was that it just didn't have enough firepower. Oh, no, I remember what it was. Oh. He didn't have any re-rolls for the Onager. Oh, that's what it was. That killed yeah. you in our game. I remember that now. Yep, that's what it was. Because you kept rolling. like You rolled like seven dice and did like one damage. Yeah. It was like really bad. Yep. Like you got hit two really big bad. shots on my Starhawk with your Onager and did like two damage. Like total. Yeah. What was the deal with that? Like, why wasn't it like you forgot to put it in the list or something? Like, what happened? Yeah, I just I didn't put it. I didn't I didn't commit to the uh, what is it? The veteran gunners that everyone else was doing. Yeah, because you put Vernillion. I, 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 I had I had Vernillion and oh. uh, I had Vernillion and Ordnance Experts, but I ended up not really having any black. Black shots with my. Uh, That's it. Weapon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I That's think right. veteran gunners is just a yeah. lot more versatile with the onager. Yeah. I just say the ordnance the fact, experts is probably greedy. Yeah, probably. Unless maybe the you have the one where. Full well, isn't there one that has two weapons teams that you could put both on? They both have two weapons teams. Oh, well, so you could use both, but yeah, yeah if you still need that. Yeah, yeah, most most yeah. people I'm seeing are taking Vernillion and Veteran Gunners because yeah. then you can use Vernillion to swap something in after the Veteran Gunners reroll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and with Veteran Gunners, you can spend the accuracy before the reroll too. So that's kind of a trick that not everybody knows about, I guess. Oh yeah, that's a good point. I never thought of that. I guess I was one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the FAQ. Yeah, no, it makes sense now that you say it. Jeff did it to me. That's why I know about it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about the third round? What do we do in the third round? Well, in the third round, I know I, know I played Josiah in the third round. I remember that. Dana and I played in the third round. Yeah, I remember playing Matt. Yep, here it is. The third round. Was a yeah. So me and Matt played, um, and our game was just like a pillow fight. Yeah, I don't remember a lot about that game. I don't. It was think much twenty-seven happened. to seventy-six. <laughs> so and I don't remember what objective we played. I don't um, either. Must not have been I one. Think like, I got your transports. I think I remember that. Yeah, and I think I got one of yours. That's probably what the twenty-seven points is. Yeah, and that would have been my Waldar transport. I think. Yeah, well, and you know what? I bet you got either one of my transport and both my fighters or one of my transports and both my – or, you know, the other way around. Yeah. Some combination of transports and fighters. Yeah. Because you definitely would have killed my fighters, I'm thinking. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all that happened in that game. Yeah, and that was kind of what I was worried about with my list that Worlds was running into, like, that speed bump of the Tycho Shara. Because mm-hmm. the decimators aren't the best for dealing with that because they don't have the accuracies. No, like the whole – the big pile of decimators really struggles with, I feel like, specifically either, the, you know, the, the Tycho Shara or even the Valen Sienna. Actually, that one's probably even worse. And and I wasn't too worried about that because if you look at the, the regionals data, like the those two combos are kind of down right now or they yeah. were at the time, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so – They've just always been good. You know, they're like 30 or 33 points, yeah. and, like, they can really be quite the speed bump. Yeah, you just run into bad matchups sometimes. You can't account for all of them, and that was one of them, so. 
Yeah. And, you know, they, they don't cost enough that it hurts you when you go up against a squadronless list. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that was you that know, game. It was not I, very exciting. I remember my game with Josiah in that I would have won the tournament if I would have killed Lando. And I had a really – because I beat Josiah. I think I won a 6-5 or something. Um, oh, and I would have had a 7. Yeah, it looks like you won a 6-5. You won 176 <laughs> to 124. Yeah, if I would have – if I would have gotten fucking Lando and I had like a really good chance to get Lando or something like the dice just shit on me in the very end. It was something like that. Yeah. And you were eight, no eight points away against. from the seven, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I should have. And I, and I had Lando. I had him. And I, he fought Lando. Fuck me. Like Thanks, I just Josiah. Him, flew away. Thanks Lando. Yep. <laughs> I appreciate both of you. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that was a game. Nice. I think where I don't know if I'm remembering this right, but I think he, committed to go after the Starhawk. He's like, fuck it, I just want to see if I could take it down. Mm. And it obviously didn't work out. And I just killed a bunch of CR-90s while they tried to take down the, the Starhawk. Um, I think he got close, though. I want to say he did get close to taking the Starhawk down. Like, it was, it was a close thing. But it was like the shield shunting and stuff. So I think he then, as he went past the Starhawk, he must have been killing my support ships or something, because that's where he, yeah. he got the points from. So... Yeah, Bill, I think your list ended up doing what you wanted it to do and that the Starhawk was more or less unkillable. Like, yeah. I, I think we played a game where we were testing that early on before Worlds, and I think I threw everything I had at it with my list, and uh, I think I took it down, but it was real close. And I think in that game, too, didn't we figure out, like, I messed up a couple things, too? Like, I didn't run it as efficiently as I could have? Or yeah, I think, it, I, think yeah. It, I think you did, because it was still while you were working on the list, so. Yeah, yeah. and we played a game or something similar that happened, but you, like, just got greedy trying to do some move instead of, <laughs> and then just let me have the double arc instead of taking it for yourself, which, you know, yes. you, you were trying to do some other move, but, like. Yes, I remember just, that now. Just getting the double arc, obviously, was, the, you know, it's one of those things you, that you, when you had a practice game, you do, but you probably wouldn't have done another in a tournament. Yeah, that was yeah. kind of list, though. Like, where let's like, try this out kind of thing, and it and it failed miserably, but that's why you right. tried. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, if you went after that Starhawk, it just wasn't going to work. You had to right. go after support stuff. The only way to get it, like, I, I think I got it in that game, and that was with my Starhawk Liberty list, but, like, he gave me he gave me the double arc because he had me out activated, which is the way, the best way to prevent that. And he had a bid, so he was going first and out activated. I mean, no one else is going to have a Starhawk with six activations in a bid. So like, you're not running into that because I think the only way to bring it down is another Starhawk and then another hitter. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, like yeah. and I had a Starhawk and the Liberty, and you know you could have done it with a Starhawk and an Admonition too, you know for sure. But um, yeah. You know, and you have what, to give the other guy, let the other guy have the double arc. Yep. Yeah, I remember the move now. I remember I was like, I was thinking I was going to wait you out because I wanted to magnite tractor you yeah, or something like that. Yeah, that's what it was. And I screwed it up. I got greedy doing that because instead I'm like, afterwards I'm like, wait a minute, why didn't I just move? Because I could have blocked you and double arced you. And then For like the whole like, game. <laughs> yeah, and that would have been it. Yeah. And, but in my head, I'm like, you know what? I want to, I want to make this magnite thing work. I want to do this little trick and try That's to what get it him. Was. Yeah, it didn't work. I, I should have just played the game normally and just got the double arc, and that would have. And then out. you would have definitely beat me. 
yeah, probably would have turned out just as well if I would have got the Magnite thing to work. Probably better. So probably better. Yeah, double arcs the whole game is way better than a couple than like a one tricky Magnite move. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely it. Because we yeah, were like banging remember... in turn two. Yeah. Yeah, we got them across the board on each other like fast. Yeah. Beta, do you remember your game against Brian? Not at all. It was an epic battle for last place. I know that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's right. It, it looked like we killed each other's squadrons. Maybe got a transport in there, but yeah, it was. Brian did. Brian got one thirty-seven. You got thirty-four. But who knows what the objective was? Or maybe. Yeah, I don't remember I at all. I will say there. We did find another way to kill a Starhawk, but that's getting ahead of ourselves. We'll talk about that when we talk about the Gatekeeper tournament. Okay. Right. Well, I guess like, do you guys want to talk about like takeaways from like our lists in that tournament, or do we want to like do that after the second tournament? So I I kind of think like this this tournament showed that we all know how each other plays really well, and it was a really yeah. close tournament, and that's kind of what happens when you know each other really well. Mm-hmm. And we had yeah. all practiced these lists a little bit, so I think that's that's kind of the takeaway there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was like really need to get, you need to get. I think we're all pretty community. good. Yeah. yeah, right. I think it was easily like the lowest scoring tournament I think I've ever seen. Like it was really low. Like because I think the winners <laughs> yeah. had nineteen <laughs> tournament points. Yeah, something like yeah. that, right? Excuse no, was it me. lower? There was one winner, and it was me. <laughs> <laughs> By winners, I meant top three. But yeah. The top three all had 19 <laughs> tournament points. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty and much like we had said, I was in third with two losses. <laughs> and one win. And yeah. Because the tournament was so tight. I mean, I averaged fives, I guess, in my losses, right? Yeah, and then one nine. And mm-hmm. well, I got fives in both my losses. So they were at least really close losses. You know. Yeah. So... Uh, what do you guys think of Vassal? I like Vassal. It's really, it's kind of finicky and it's very like keyboard shortcutty, which is like, I think good once you really learn it, but it's not, it's not very intuitive. Um, I've not tried TTS yet, but I think I would like that better. Um, that said, it's, you know, a decent application, works well. It's really well supported by the Armada community. So, I'm, you know, I'm certainly fine with using it. Yeah, I kind of – I liked it more than I thought I would. Um, like, I, I think now that I've done it a few times, I might play in some of the, the events that are run on the forums and things like that. Yeah, yeah, I, um, I, I, I agree. And it, it was – it was easier than I thought it would be to get into it. It's certainly no replacement for tabletop. And that's something we can talk about later when we talk about TTS in general. Like personally, if I'm sitting it down at a computer, I'd rather be playing like Stellaris or a computer game than like a board game ported over to a janky tabletop simulator type application. But um, it does the job when you're in quarantine and you can't do it any other way. So I, I thought it was fine. Mm-hmm. What'd you think, Prime? It was okay. Not my first choice. I would play it again, but <laughs> I'd also kind of rather not because it just—it seems like it has. You have to work with it enough to really get used to it and have it run smoothly. Finally, you just got to put those reps in, and I don't know if I want to do that for like TTS or Vassal. 
Yeah, I especially the, so look, my biggest complaint is the fact that one person's always on the top looking down and that you can't just like flip your camera so that your side is on like the bottom. Yeah, yeah. that really annoys me too. And like it shouldn't, yeah, and but then it, you get, it, it does. It, yeah. Yeah. And then you get the keys wrong because I, I was able to memorize some of the keys, like switching shields around and what side to put the, uh, the tool. Yeah. But going into the tournament, I was pretty okay with Vassal, but like afterwards I kind of liked Vassal even less. And I, I think I attribute it more to playing TTS more, not, not the Armada mod. I haven't played the Armada mod with TTS at all, but playing Legion, Song Ice and Fire, TI4, um nemesis just like other shit that we've been doing on tts i just feel like tts is just a better platform for games in general than vassal is yeah i feel like it's and, and i felt like vassal just took yeah and i felt like vassal just took so long and like yeah you're right like you gotta memorize keys and shit and just like it got a little, like really this laborious like i i felt like exhausted after vassal games yeah so I've heard that the Vassal or, or the TTS Armada module is pretty good. I think the issue is that TTS came out after Armada did. So the community was kind of already stuck on Vassal before TTS even came out, before it was even a thing. And the yeah. community just hasn't moved over yet. Um, mm -hmm. I think that like X-Wing was in the same boat because obviously that came out even before Armada did, but now their community has kind of realized, hey, TTS is a thing and it's better than Vassal. And now they've got some major events that have been going on lately on TTS. So they've, yeah. they've started porting over and it'd be nice to see the Armada community do the same thing maybe if the, if the module's good. Uh, I haven't tried it yet, but I, yeah, I we should try it. For sure, because yeah, we we definitely should. Now, one thing I will say about Vassal is I played um with my buddy Cashcheck. He uh he's into like the chip games, like the the hexagon with like the little uh, like the old school war games. Oh yeah, okay. You know, yeah, what do you call those? They're they're just like hex hex war games or something. Yeah, I don't know what they're called. You were telling anyway, me about the one. It sounded interesting. Yeah, I know there's yeah. some like abbreviation for them, but I can't think of what it is off the top of my head. Yeah, it's like how people did like battles of Waterloo. Like they do a lot of historical battles and stuff like that with them. And it's like with uh, little hexagon chips. Um, and we played a game called Path to, Paths of Glory or Path to Glory. It's a World War One game, and it was on Vassal, and that worked awesome. But that was more of like that style of game, and that style of game worked really well on Vassal. I think it actually worked better than it could have worked on TTS, just the way it was built and the way those games are. So that I liked it very much for, but that's like the only thing I found on Vassal that I thought was better on Vassal than TTS, like at all. Yeah. So the big takeaway for me was like, I don't know. I'm just kind of like, I don't really care for Vassal. I don't really care for playing Armada on Vassal. I'm definitely going to try TTS at least just see what's going on there. Yeah. Hopefully the, I, I, if, the if the mod is decent, I have to think the community is going to move over too. Yeah, maybe just gotta, just gotta convert those diehards. Yeah, the issue is, I think honestly, I think the main issue is Biggs, uh, Matt Kelsey. I think he's. I, I'm not gonna say he's the, he's the problem, but he's the reason everybody plays on Vassal because he runs that World Cup and he runs his tournaments yeah. on Vassal. Now, if he said we're gonna switch to TTS, then I think everybody would because they really wouldn't have much of a choice. But I think he prefers it himself, and 
he doesn't want to. So really, if we have anybody to blame, we have one person to blame right now, and it's 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 uh, Biggs because yeah. I don't think. Well, he wants you know, to the one I, the one thing that I think some people do like about Basel, which is cool about it, is you can you can watch a game later. You can like save it and do that. It's also easier for spectators to watch. I think. No, nah, dude, dude, they they they, do, they broadcast Legion games on TTS like all the time. Yeah. Like, they actually, they have a major community for broadcasting on TTS. They just use Twitch. Yeah, and you can do the awesome. same thing with TTS too. Like I did that. I spectated a couple of your TI games. Like it's definitely something you can do just like on Basel. So oh, okay. well, that's not I'm an issue. Mind. Yeah, yeah. All right. So that's enough about that. Oh, do we? Well, so in this segment, do we just want to start talking about the gatekeepers tournament we just did? Yeah. 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 Okay. So we just had a we had our first tournament. Uh, in quite a while at Gatekeepers this past weekend. Today in being person. in person. Today being yeah. the twenty fourth of June. And um that was a lot of fun. That was cool. Um we had nine seven of us. People. Seven. That's right. There's gonna be nine. Mm-hmm. There's nine. Seven. Mm-hmm. Not mainly not because like people didn't want to come out and play or scared of Rona or anything like that. I think just people had other shit going on or something like yeah. that. Um, and we, we, we kind of planned it a little sudden, maybe more than usual. Yeah, yeah we only nice gave like two weeks notice. Yeah. It was a beautiful day out that day too. Yeah, it was a weekend. It was. So um, we all, well, apparently Alpha and Dane had made a pact to bring um, janky, janky lists or something. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, janky <laughs> shit. And then they told the chat and we're just like, okay, yeah, we'll do that too. And then um, – Jeff didn't get the memo, I guess, <laughs> or he got the memo and chose to ignore it. Because <laughs> Jeff, Jeff brought like a serious list. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna keep busting his balls on it. Like it's yeah. not his fault. I'm, nobody hates him, <laughs> no. Far, but no, fucking try hard. All I did was just wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what a local tournament. Nobody cares about. <laughs> um, so uh, we'll just start talking about our list and stuff. Um, we'll start with Prime. Prime, I think, had the most interesting one, the most surprisingly effective one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I had you a... Old, uh, you kind of went old school with it a little bit. A little bit, yeah. It was a... Uh, I just had it. I called it... Uh, it was a Ram Jam. So I had... Uh, That'd be accurate. Yeah. Uh, a CR90A with Dodona, TRCs, and Blast Doors. Two more CR90As with Engine Tax and Blast Doors. Two CR90Bs with Engine Tax and Blast Doors. Uh, another B with Dodona's Pride and Blast Doors. And a Hammerhead with Geralt's Honor title. Yep. 89. Mm-hmm. And, nice. I mean, yeah. Rambo CR90s. And so we did we the fast out, four format where we played four rounds and stuff. So just go through like your games real quick and stuff. Just give an overview. Uh, first game I played Dane. It was pretty close until I tabled him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, let's talk about this game a little bit because I thought this game was really interesting. Because like for like the first half of the game, I thought I was like I thought I totally had him, and then it just like turned. And like, cause what happened? I mean, what had happened was, um, so I had two assault frigates with like 
Link Turbolaser Towers and ECM and uh, what else do they have on there? Uh, defense liaisons. And, comms. and then I had two transports and 12 regular A-wings. Um, so Matt kind of brings his ships in, kind of starts coming in slow, sort of one at a time. And I take one out and then, I'm, you know, he doesn't do much damage to me. Although he's getting rams in and like putting cards on me, but I still have all my shields, so I feel like I'm fine. And... <laughs> You know, he just eventually wears them down and takes down both assault frigates and I'm tabled. And I think <laughs> in the last round, I think I still got like another ship with my A wings because they were doing damage. I mean, I think yeah, I you were taking down. You were taking down a CR ninety a turn. Yeah, but that wasn't enough because no. then eventually I was tabled. Yeah. Um, and then that was the end. And you of had the game, Do- you had Dodonna, right, Matt? Yes. Yeah, so, so you were uh, looking for the, you were looking at all the good cards and stuff. Yeah, so Girl's yeah. Honor and Dodonna's Pride. So Dodonna's Pride is if you get a blue crit, you can cancel all dice in the pool as your crit effect and deal one face up card instead for everyone who needs a refresher on it. So between that and Girl's Honor, I was just looking for all the good crits. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that worked well against me. I think you were able to put a couple on it with Carol's Honor and it do some pretty good damage. Yeah. Yeah. Who'd you, who'd you play in the rest? Of, what, how'd the rest of the tournament go? Um, let's see. Round two, I played Luke. Uh, and we had a mutual tabling. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was that's, oh, those are awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I had, uh, I had killed everything, but he, had, he still had a transport and was able to command his squads to get the last uh, CR-90. Before the end of the round, it's pretty fucking epic. Yeah, I was I was psyched to be a part of it, even though I ended, I lost it. <laughs> yeah, those that's like a that's like a unicorn game. Like you don't yeah. see mutual tablings much at all. No. Um, and then round three, I played Jeff, and I found out that six year nineties and a hammerhead can take down a starhawk. Yep. Yeah. Now, did you, didn't you not shoot his ship once? I never shot at the Starhawk. <laughs> <laughs> it had full shields and all of its defense tokens. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, that one was closer because his Starhawk was burning like one and a half CR-90s a turn. Mm-hmm. And it was it was same kind of thing with uh, Luke. I had one left. Uh, but it was able to get away. His squadrons weren't able to finish it. That is awesome. How you you took a Starhawk down and you didn't fire a single shot at it. Yeah, that's pretty great. <laughs> Mainly because you just didn't want to get salvoed back, right? That was the biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I couldn't. He was going to be shooting me enough as it is. I didn't need to give him extra shots on me. Right, and the shots you were going to take weren't really going to do much anyway. Yeah. Yeah, because awesome. you weren't trying to do seal damage. Like you weren't, you were just leaving ships with shields up. Yeah. Yep. Who gives a shit? Awesome. And, and then, then we played. We played in the final round, right? We played the last round. Yeah. Yeah. And in that one, I did not let you kill my Starhawk. Well, you or didn't. No, have SSD. A... Yeah. Jesus Christ! I ran an SSD. <laughs> yeah. I've already forgotten what I did. Yeah. Yeah, that one didn't work out because I was I ran like a Ravager and I was just smoking your ships. 
Yeah, it's and, and twenty-two hulls too much, even for the Rambo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that was that that was tough because that thing throws like the CR ninety or not the like the like the Starhawk. That thing throws a shitload of dice, mm-hmm. and even like there's no safe way to really even try and get at it. Yeah, Cause well, because it can it's throwing that those that dice at three of them, not one of them. That that was so the other thing. How did that game go? Did, were you able to like get behind it and avoid the front arc, or eventually what I was able to get towards the auxiliary in the rear sections? Um, but but that, took when, me, that took me half the game just to get in position. Yeah, but the thing is, though, even just shooting out of the rear in the auxiliaries with Ravager and H9 and QTC. I was still smoking the ships back there because, like, he had no defense tokens. And it was just everything I was shooting was punching right in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. yeah he's, he I think I killed two of the CR90s just out of my rear arc. Yeah, because you you were getting you were getting those accuracies. You were locking down, you know, all my tokens just automatically. And then two or three damages straight in. Adds up quick. Mm-hmm. Overall takeaway, it, it was fun. I would play it again. You're not you're, you're not going to win big with it because you're just going to lose too many ships in the process most of the time. Right, but you were ruining people's day with it, though. I thought it was oh, great. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's what that kind of list is good for. It's just ruin someone else's day. Like, with, yeah. with the sacrifice list like that, you can't win a big tournament with that. No. Which is why I don't think it's a problem because it's like you have to lose so much stuff to do it. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk, I guess I'll just talk about my list now. I brought an SSD. Um, and I, just to make it a little, I didn't take like the prototypical Ravager. I, I did Thrawn instead of Jar um, And I had Reva Demez, me. I don't know how you say her name. She's the one where if the opponent shoots, it's a uh, hull zone that still has shields. You can exhaust her and refresh one of your defense tokens. And I had um, – oh, fuck. What's the chick that lets you cancel a dice if you're near an obstacle? Brunson. Brunson, yeah. Brunson that's it. Brunson, that's that's on the normal build. And then the third one was um, Lyra Wessex. So she's the one if you spend an engineering token. Yeah, once you get a face-up damage card – you can just turn it down without uh, uh, resolving its effect. And I feel like it happened in my first game I played. I only played three games. I had to take the buy because I was running the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my and Matt's game, it, it came up, she came up fairly big because Geralt's Honor popped me a couple times. But I was able to just turn those cards down and not take the crits. Yeah, you avoided like three or four crits that way. Yeah. Yeah, face-up crits. It was, it was actually pretty huge. Like She worked out pretty well. I was a little surprised. Um, she became worth her but she's only like two or three points or something. She was like super cheap. And then the rest was just kitted out with like H9, QTC. And then I had a couple support transports, one with Vader and shit. So in the first round I played, um, I don't fucking remember. I don't remember. Oh no, I played Jeff. I played Jeff in the first round I played. So the second round. Second round. Yeah. So in the second round I played Jeff and I played, he had, he had a um, Mark two, Star or Starhawk with um, a full full load of squads. Like he either had six or eight, like um, you know, named squads. He went like yeah. you know, hero heavy named squads with a with just two transports. 
I, yeah, that was it. And I think they were mostly rogues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because he also he had Hera, and he was she was making the two non-rogues rogue. Right. Um, yep. In that game, so that game was interesting in that it reinforced for me that SSDs are no longer competitively viable. They were kind of for a little while, but the Ravager, like the prototypical Ravager build, but it is not anymore. Like the Starhawk just gets rid of them so easily. And in that game too, Jeff actually screwed up and gave me a double arc with my SSD and I still couldn't take down the Starhawk and he took down the SSD. I mean, it ended up being a close game, but if he hadn't screwed up and just like stayed in my front arc with his own double arc, like it wouldn't even been close. Like there was nothing I could do. Like an SSD by itself cannot take an, a, a Starhawk down like one-on-one because yeah. the Starhawk's going to get the, the double arc. Yeah. And the SSD isn't unless the Starhawk player screws up. And even when they do screw up, it turns out I had over, I had two rounds of shooting him with a double arc and I still didn't even get close to hurt uh, taking his SSD or his uh, uh, Starhawk down. Like it got, okay. I got a little close, but like the last shot I needed, 14 damage because he still had his two braces right like like i could never get rid of the the uh you know the um the tokens and stuff because he had like um whalex blissix and shit so he ended up getting the token back so i needed to roll 14 damage on a single shot and then after that he was going to shoot me and take me down so like that's not happening because he's going to break starhawk the starhawk has a supporting cast too and that was the biggest part so it wasn't just a starhawk it was like all those squads that fucking you know bled me down and took it took it down and stuff but because you don't have that with an ssd ever yeah that's that's the that is the like the big thing for the starhawk is it actually has a supporting cast it has a pretty good supporting cast and you can go one way or the other with it you can go kind of the way i did with like shunting shields or you can take like a bunch of other cr90s with it or something or you go the full squads and it just burns it, yeah. it burns SSDs down. Like I had I had right. no chance. And I, or I tried you can just like another hitter too, you know. Yeah, and the SSD doesn't. Like you're never having another hitter with the SSD. It's just the SSD or nothing. With the Ravager build. There's other ones you can do, but I don't think they're very But I don't think they're so. viable either, because then the SSD isn't as dangerous. Uh, all right, well we lost Bill for a minute here. We can keep going without him uh, in the meantime. Um, Alpha, do you want to go over yours or you want me to? Yeah, sure. So I was really just feeling like bringing a shitty list to this tournament. So um, I brought five hammerheads. One of them was just a lifeboat torpedo with uh, Riken on it. And then I, yeah, I know. But I think he's the only way to make hammerheads work. So I I thought it was necessary. And then I had a, I had a torpedo with uh, Task Force Organa and external racks and uh, Shriv uh, Surgov, whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. And then the Rebel had, Vader. Yeah, the Rebel Vader boarding team. And the, the shitty Rebel Vader boarding team that costs twice as much. And does less, I think. And does less, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then I had three identical um, scout uh, scout hammerheads with slave turrets and Task Force Organa just for some long-range hitting power in theory. And uh, I had a set of transports naked just for an activation. And then seven YT-2400s and Rogue Squadron. 
just to make sure I had something that actually worked in the list. So first round, I played Luke, and I think Beta already talked about his list. Um, it was it was a mess because this was the first time I had played this list, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go get that onager, and it didn't work out. He started um, nuking my tor- nuking my hammerheads. And I was just bleeding points. And then I was just like, fuck it. I'm, I'm down a couple hammerheads. I'm just going to bug out. And so I, I ended up running away. But I only lost a 7-4. So it wasn't as bad as it, it could have been. Like, and that was part of the rationale for taking this list. Is I figured that e- even if things go bad, it's going to be hard to bleed points with this list. Um, just because everything's so cheap. So I lost a 7-4 in the first round. Second round, I played Dane. Yeah. And I basically, I don't know if Matt talked about Dane's list at all. He had a couple of assault frigates. I talked about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was grabbing a beer, so. Oh yeah, yeah. Important. Two assault frigates, twelve A wings. Basically, yeah. This was. So basically, Darn. I I kind of boxed one of his assault frigates in and took it out, and I think I traded that for a hammerhead. And um, I yeah. think our, our, our squadron balls basically wiped each other out because the counter with Torin was pretty nasty. And I want to say Danes won the squadron battle with like two A-wings. I did, but I, I jumped in too early because I, I had the initiative. I think I was going first. Yeah, and I got some and pretty I, nasty back at you. So yeah. that, that was a big deal. And, and I was, you know, I allowed you to get a good amount of flack in. Um, and that especially with the large volume of weak squadrons that really made a big difference which is a big takeaway especially for the the newer players is if you're running a bunch of squadrons it's just, it's always a good idea to try to be the last person to engage in the squadron fight cuz then you stay out of the flak and uh that's always a good thing although the flip side of that and the reason I do jumped in and I think I was wrong cuz I think I could have waited one more turn it would have been more advantageous for me um there's also a lot of advantage in being the first one to strike because then you can especially if both players have a lot of squadrons because then you can maybe kill a couple um before they can strike you back Um, and on my initial strike i didn't kill as many as i was hoping to um and uh like my torrent like all of my torrent re-rolls were not hits for like the first like twenty three <laughs> roll right there. Yeah. Um and other than that, I think my dice were like, I don't think they were terrible, but the re-rolls were doing nothing. Yeah. So at the end of the day in that one, basically it was a more or less a squadron wipeout on both yeah. sides. And then I lost a couple hammerheads and Dane lost the assault frigate and I think I won a six five. Yeah. Um third round I played Jesse, who was a newer player, who really brought a, a list that I think you would expect a newer player to bring with a bunch of powerful ships without a lot of activations and without a lot of squadrons, without any squadrons. And yeah. um, I tabled him in turn five, which, you know, is just going to happen if you're a newer player. So yeah, that's the way it goes. I won a 10 in that one. I think I, I, I flew my transports off the board because I got cute and did something really dumb with them. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> I uh, I lost 
I, I want to say I lost his hammerhead, but I think that's it. And then last round, I played Jeff on the top table. And I was just like, fuck it. We're going to see if these hammerheads can take down this Starhawk. And uh, they couldn't. <laughs> I basically <laughs> I basically set everything up to stay out of range of his Starhawk. And then everything jumped in all at once. And between Salvo and between his couple shots with his Starhawk and with Lando, all four of my hammerheads that were set up to be involved in the battle, because one of them was just a Riken lifeboat, uh, they were all gone within two rounds. And I think the squadron fight was kind of close, um, but he ended up winning. And that's just what happens when you bring a shitty list up against a tryhard list. I'm not giving Jeff any credit. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it, it was fun. I'm not running that list ever again, but I needed to get it out of my system. So uh, it was, it was a good time. It was good to get some plastic back on the table. I ended up in like fifth place out of seven or something. It's okay. I've won enough tournaments lately. Wow. Ooh. Ooh. Look at that. Yeah. He's won enough. Um, oh, okay. We've yeah. talked about basically all my games already here. So the first two rounds were against the Mats. And then I, since I lost twice in a row, I ended up with the third round bye. Uh, <laughs> and then my last round, uh, I, I played Jesse, who, who uh, Alpha played in the third round. Um, and uh, yeah, his list, you know, like you said, it was, you know, he was a cool guy. I'm just glad he came out. Um, and, uh, but, you know, he, he, what he told me during the, the game was that he had a bunch, he was having almost all of his fighters painted. So he just like added a demo to his list that was supposed to be fighters. Um, so he ended up having an onager, an ISD and a demo, um, you know, all built out pretty reasonably. Um, but it's just, you know, I had 12 a wings and he had no fighters. Um, and he didn't kill my assault, you know, my uh, assault frigates. So, you know, I was able to just kind of get around the side of him. And um, he also made a mistake and blocked his ISD with his demo. So it delayed his ISD getting to the fight. So he let me fight him one at a time with my cloud of 12 A-wings. And, you know. That's okay. It worked exactly how I drew it up. Um, you know. <laughs> Turn your term. <laughs> but, so, yeah, I, I, I tabled him in round five. Um, but uh, I guess takeaways, I, I really enjoyed playing the 12 A-Wings. I definitely want to try it again. Um, I used Garm, and I put defense liaisons in the assault frigates to, you know, use the tokens to, um, you know, change to navs or repairs if I needed to, which I only used, like, two or three times, but they were, like, really big moments, and I always had tokens available to do it. So I just, like, stacked squadrons in my dial. Um and one of the reasons I was, you know, using it was one game I look at the game with Matt. I lost a bunch of squadrons, so doing squadron command started becoming a bad idea. Didn't have that many, so I was able to switch over to, to do other commands. Um, you know, even after something I didn't originally expect to happen, did. Yeah, so. and you hear people say that the like the liaisons and the command fixing officers are kind of like noob officers i don't really agree with that i i thought that i don't either i used to think that. List, 
but I, I thought it worked well in your list. And I think that that's like not the only instance it works well in. It's definitely something that's worth uh, thinking about when you've got an admiral like Garm where you've just got tokens all over the place. Yeah, you've got to have like a really reliable token generating source where you almost got tokens you don't know what to do with. Um, you know, Garm, if you had Tarkin, um, I think it would work really well. As, you know, also where you've got you know, tar tokens that are just coming in all the time. Um, I also used Ahsoka on that list so I could do extra squadron tokens to get an extra command here and there because um, I had so many A-wings. But it was a really fun list. I definitely want to try it again. Um, the negative was just that Assault Frigates just, just don't have a lot of hull. Like six is just not very many. And they've got a lot of shields and they, they don't have any redundant defense tokens. That really hurts. Um, it's hard to use all those shields without two redirects. Um, but uh, I liked the list and it was fun. I want to try it again. Um, Bill. All right. So, all right. We, we want to talk about anything else with this. We want to go on to the next segment. Well, we wanted to, did we already, we can, did we talk about our takeaways? Like when we wanted to talk about how the Starhawk, but we kind of talked about that already, I guess. The, how we think the star, Superstar Destroyer just isn't viable. No, I agree. Yes, it's not uh, viable. Um, and the Starhawk is, but it has a problem with its supporting cast, keeping them alive. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yep. and if you, if you whiff yeah. with the Starhawk, if you don't take their big ship down, either they, it maneuvers around you or you just can't get it. Some things like you just, you just can't get like you beat up on it and it just gets away. And then what they do is they just get in your backfield and take out all your support ships and stuff. Yeah. So I think that's a big, um, that's definitely the Achilles heel of my list specifically of the shield shunting list. And I think that's the, it, it's that for the Starhawk with the squads too, because the Starhawk can get taken down if it doesn't have some help. Right. Um, and uh, like, you know, Jeff saw that with, <laughs> with Prime's Rambo Corvettes just, ramming the shit out of it until it didn't exist anymore. So, you know, that's a possibility. And, you know, Starhawk on Starhawk, that, that's what takes it out too. So yeah. I think the strongest list we've seen, and Alpha will be more in tune with this than me, but the strongest list out there right now, I believe, is like a, it's like a Ramadi list with um, Onager, Quasar, and like a fuck ton of squads, right? Mm. Like all the all the Imperial Aces, Morna, yeah. Merrick, Jandon. Sort of like that Imperial Two ship, but now they've got an Onager instead of an ISD. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah. the the list I brought to Worlds last year, except with an Onager instead of an Interdictor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's pretty strong. I think the Starhawk in general is pretty strong. I think that's kind of the big oh, sure. takeaway. It's like um, you got to have a plan to deal with onagers and you got to have a plan to deal with Starhawks. So how do you do that? I think maneuverability is big personally. Well, hold yeah, on. Cause so this like, is the title of one of our a segment we're going to start doing. Yeah. Let's, let's move on to that. Should, shall we? Yeah. This is what we wanted to talk about. Okay. We'll see you let's in the next go. segment. Admiral Akbar. Admiral Akbar. Admiral Akbar. Admiral Akbar. 
right, this is the new segment. I don't know what it's called. Matt's going to figure it out. Prime, he'll, he'll let you know. You'll, you'll know when you start hearing like intro music you don't recognize, that's the new segment. Yep. And that's what it's called. I have no, no but idea. You've just heard it. So they oh, already. Wait, wait. We call it a, weren't we going to call it a. We're going to call it Akbar's AAR. Yeah, Akbar's AAR. Akbar's After Action Report. There we go. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to keep talking about what we were just talking about, which was the takeaways now that we've seen a lot of Starhawks and Onagers out there and what you need to do and like be prepared for it and everything. And I personally think that the Onager might be the stronger of the two. I, I think, think the, I more, the more competitively viable of the two. I think the Starhawks certainly is, but I think, and I think we've, I believe I've said this or we've said this in a previous episode. I think, I believe the Starhawk is actually harder to use than the Onager is. Yeah. Like it takes, but right. actually, for it being like a bull, for it being like a bull in a China shop type of ship, it needs a surprising amount of finesse and foresight to make it work. The Onager, not so much, honestly. The Onager is like a point-and-shoot type fucking thing. And the thing with the Onager, and and we kind of covered this already, is like it fits into the same hole in a list that like a cheap ISD or an expensive interdictor does. So it's basically plug-and-play. You can take your Imperial list that you've been playing for a couple waves now and just stick an Onager in it, and you're good to go. Yep. Yeah, definitely. So, um, And it upgrades that list, honestly. I think yeah. it's an upgrade to those lists. Yeah, yeah. because now you, you don't have to worry about getting, you know, kited or, you know, you can list that want to slow roll you or a lot of, you know, which were a lot of and, squadron heavy lists. You know, you can start blasting their ship before they can get to you. And the thing yeah. with the Onager, too, is it's a hard counter for some of this good stuff we've seen lately. Yeah. Like Bill was talking about how the Starhawk is a counter for the SSD, the Onager is, too. Because the Onager is yeah. shooting at the SSD from across the table before the SSD is in range, even though it's sticking out halfway across the board. And then uh, it, it just has no escape against an Onager. It's just going to take all those dice every turn. Um, and then against the Starhawk, same thing. It's the Starhawk speed two, that Onager's got it every turn. So yeah, it really can't get away. Um, it's, it, it's, it just works really well with... Um, you know, think, things that you're seeing a lot of in the meta right now, and it, it fits a hole that's common in Imperial list, so it's just a good plug-and-play solution in general. Yeah. Well, I think it's a ship that's difficult. I think the re- And I think this is the part of the reason why it's so easier to play with. It's just it's a lot harder to counter. You know, the things that you need to do to counter an Onager can cause you problems other places. Because I feel like the best way to deal with an Onager is to rush it. You got to get at it fast, but a lot of times that puts you out of position. You know, it's mm-hmm. difficult to make you know line everything up and coordinate when you're trying to get there fast. Because um, you got to try and get, get you got to get close to it so you can get out of its special arc as much as you can um, to stop those big shots and get there. Because once you get around its side, it melts. Yeah, it does very yep, it quickly. Does. So something that I think is good against an onager, and this is what I was going to get into before we move to this segment, was um, my personal favorite admiral in the entire game who's finally getting his uh, his day in the sun, Jergerod. <laughs> because uh, 
he <laughs> with with those double clicks at the first joint i think that there's no no better admiral to evade that ignition token than Jared Gerard because he can just be where he needs to be and stay out of range of those black dice and then rush in and do what he needs to do to an onager. Maydean um, can probably do it too. I mean, he's not as good, but yeah, he could do it too. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Radis maybe if you play your cards right. I don't know. Maybe. As long as you don't get your... Uh... Your flagship hit before he drops. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it depends on what type of flagship you're bringing. That's gonna be tough. I think if you do the type of like the list I brought to LVO, I think that would work fine because I was dropping an mm-hmm. MC30 admonition in a 75, and I can I can get the 75 across the table enough time and not have it blow up before I yeah. drop the 30. But if, yeah, you're, if or, you're doing the the more traditional thing with with uh, Radis on something like a hammerhead or a right. Then yeah, you know it's gonna get killed oh, probably. If if you've got Radis on like an Admo, I think that would work too. I think so. Admo yeah. can tank a yeah. shot, t- tank a shot or two for sure. Yep. Yeah, and it's fast <laughs> enough to get up in there. Yep. Where I can get there by the time it's taking that second shot. Yeah, when I played Luke, that was he he got one shot off on me with his super weapon, and it was just it was just yeah. red dice and. I yeah, and that's the that's the, and... that's the counter to the, the you know the onager because the onager doesn't handle that well, right? You know, once you get up in its face, it's a lot easier to get around that special arc because it's really narrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That's I know a, a lot of people are talking about onagers now, and like I, I don't know. I feel like I've just had a lot of games against them because like this is any surprise. You'll see our names in the booklets. We're all play testers for this thing. <laughs> And right. like I, I've I've been playing games against like I think Bill and I had a bunch of games with the Onager when we were testing it and like yeah once once you get used to how it works and how that arc works I think that you know you you can definitely figure out how to get into those fragile arcs and how to beat beat the shit out of it once you start hitting it it definitely melts like I I don't think it's broken or anything like that no. but no. it's it's definitely something that uh, you know like you're going to see a lot of it. You're going to need to adjust to it. And, yeah. You uh, have to have a plan for it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, it's a list that's a real motherfucker to deal with is actually that triple onager list. Yeah. The triple onager list is actually really hard to deal with. Like it, it, it can blast you out before you even reach it. Like, especially yep. if somebody plays it very exactly right. Like that, mm-hmm. that list is a motherfucker too. I feel like that's a very high risk, high reward list. Yes, like, definitely. If, if they get there, you might get tabled. Yeah. Sure. There's it's, that it's, possibility. It's very susceptible to being hard countered too, because we had a tournament at Gatekeeper. We probably talked about it on the podcast last time where, where Jeff so. ran the triple onager and uh, I ran my, my world's list against it. My world's list that didn't happen. And uh, you know, I, that I was almost the Jerry decimators, right? Yeah, the Jerry decimators, and basically, I was able to juke all the onagers with Jerry, and yeah. I I didn't lose anything. I think, and I should have had two onagers, but I only got one because of bad dice rolls, and I think one of them made it away on like one hull. But like that, that's the risk you run into when you're going squadron list with just like three or four activations because he had a Gazani in there too. 
um, is like you're you're susceptible to squadrons and just getting chewed up by lots of dice coming at you separately. Yeah, for sure. So um, I don't know. Just, those are our thoughts on where we're at with well, all Prime. Did you want to Starhawk? Yeah, how to deal with that because like, we didn't really. Yeah, we started to get into it, but. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Well, I was going to go to Prime and see if he had any thoughts on... Uh, oh, well, yeah, let's finish that first. Yeah. Yeah, that the Onager, it's... I mean, we covered the big points. It's it, it's like an ISD. It just shoots farther. But, yeah, if... if like I was saying, like, in the, the game with Luke, like, if you can get into that side, it's got three dice, four dice. Three. Two shields. Three. Yeah. Yeah. It's... I mean, even if you're in the front, if you're not in that special arc, yeah, it's nothing special. You know, yeah. not having the contain and the other redirect, though, as compared to a Star Destroyer, I feel like makes it a lot squishier. Even though it's not yeah. that much, it feels a lot squishier. And it doesn't have a defensive retrofit unless you're taking Tua, which a lot of people aren't yeah. with the Onager, yeah. I've noticed. Yeah, because yeah, their, their plan is that it never gets shot at. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... I mean, think of it like uh, it's like it's like a World War One battlefield. You got to get across that no man's land and close with it, yep. so they can stop blasting you with their artillery. Yeah, and that was the plan with my uh, Liberty with engine techs and that Starhawk list. Is you know the Starhawk can take an Onager shot or two, and by then the Liberty can get there. Um, and it did work, and against when I played against Onagers with it, so for what that's worth. Although I don't know if it would, it wouldn't have worked against three of them. No. They probably would have gotten the Starhawk, and I would have gotten an Onager, almost for sure. Sure. You know, and then the Liberty would have gotten away, but that's still a loss. Now that we're talking about it, now it's bringing it back up in my brain. One bitch that I have, and I think I've – we probably talked about this before. By the way, listeners, I – I don't remember what we talked about like last episode or the two episodes before that. So if you guys hear a lot of repetition, that's because I just literally don't remember what I said last episode. Sometimes with these guys, I'll sound like I'll try to listen to the episode, the last one before we record the next one, just to see what we talked about and see what I said. Cause I don't fucking remember. And I didn't do it this time, like at all. So if I'm repeating our, if we're repeating ourselves, and especially me and repeating myself from last episode, that's cause I just don't fucking remember. So, but back to what I was going to bitch about is that not being able to salvo an ignition shot once it gets into regular dice range is stupid as fuck. I, totally and I don't, agree. and I don't know how that got through play testing. And I'm still wondering, I, I got to ask, but I'm still wondering if it was just an omission by accident. Like they didn't mean for it to act that way, but once they wrote the rules, that's how it turned out because I remember when they did it and then we didn't see the final rules till afterwards. Right. Like I didn't even, I don't even think we noticed that in playtesting. Yeah. I don't think we never noticed it. Like, I don't think it's that. Yeah. If it existed at that time, I don't even remember. Yeah. I don't either. But I understand like at extreme range, you can't shoot back with a salvo shot. Absolutely. Just yeah. because it's like outside of range and that's a special weapon. But once it gets into like long, medium and short range, like you should be able to fucking salvo back. I don't care if it's using a special weapon. That, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I totally I agree. I mean, that's, that that's why they did that, though. I, I yeah, think but why? They, I think they did it to, to prevent, like, more casual players from 
using the range from the salvo token as the or, or the ignition token as the range for the salvo shot. So like preventing yeah, people but that's from not the rules. like being, I I know I'm I'm just saying that's that's why I think they probably did it. So I don't it was less confusing. Yeah, I think it's just so they streamline the rules so it's less confusing, just so you ignore that whole interaction. And but say, you don't okay. you, you don't ignore that interaction because you still have to use that interaction for the evade token. Yeah, that's right. I so that you know they they already have that built in, and like that should be the trade off. At long range, your evade get, cancels two dice, but once you're in, you can salvo. Like, yeah. and I mean, not every ship's not going to be able to take advantage of both. In fact, maybe no ships will, but you'll be able to do one or the other, depending on what you have. Yeah, it's just like when you got it, like if you're running a Starhawk, like which I've run a ton of, and you got a Onager sitting at like short range to you and it's just blasting away and you can't shoot back at it for like no reason. It's, mm -hmm. it's kind of bullshit. And you're like taking this huge dice pool from this super weapon, but with no recourse. And it's the only thing in the game that can do that. It's the only weapon that you can't salvo back because of its special rule. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I agree. Yeah, I think that's stupid. You should totally be able to salvo it. Maybe yes. whenever we get our new rules reference guide, this issue will be addressed. Uh, By the way, FFG, if you're listening, we need a new rules reference guide. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah, that I think that's all getting everything's getting pushed back because of the the rota oh, yeah. and production because all that was coming out with clone wars and clone wars is like nowhere near coming as far as i know i mean it doesn't seem like it i mean i think they're still doing like a uh press conference and stuff for gen con which i, I am assuming <laughs> is when they were going to announce it yeah, is there yeah. any is there any way they're i mean Asmodee has issues with distribution to begin with. This whole thing just, I mean, made a, a fucked up system even worse. So, like, who knows? I mean, I have no confidence. Yeah, they may announce it. I think it was probably supposed to then come out for, you know, the end of the year for Christmas or whatever. But that's fine. That's definitely not happening. It I just, whatever their time the, frame uh... was, there's just no way it's happening now. No, but they may not delay the announcement just because, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, they might, they do the might have done it like but the, uh, the Legion Clone Wars. You know, they, they announce it and have like a handful of them at Gen Con. And then everything else came out in like November. And now yeah. everything's just going to come out in November instead. I, I don't think so. I think everything's going to come out in March instead. Yeah. Probably yeah, that's probably more a likely. good guess. Yeah. I can dream. So the new let's be honest, they're going to prioritize the Legion and X-Wing stuff. Oh, yeah. But the new blood injection the game needs, like bringing in all those other players with Clone Wars, is just getting put off even further. Yeah, and I think that's really going to turn things around. Yeah. So, all right. Any, uh, so, Starhawk, any closing thoughts? What, what are you guys with the Starhawk? Where are you at with that? Uh, so, I think the... the for most Starhawk builds, the answer is to completely ignore it and try and kill the other stuff without dying. 
<laughs> like I, I think you gotta just I mean, run past the Starhawk. I don't mean to laugh. Like yeah. that's that's not wrong. Like I, the Starhawk really doesn't hit that hard if you can avoid the double arc situation. Yeah. So if you can out activate it, um, you just gotta go after its other stuff. Like if they have they brought fighters, flack the fighters with one blue die instead of shooting the Starhawk. Yeah, because if you shoot the Starhawk, you're getting salvoed back. Right, right. And you're not going to kill it, so you might as well just bring down their fighters if you can. If you've got fighters, obviously that'll be easier. But, you know, don't even bother shooting at it and just yeah, stay you, away from it. You just don't want to shoot the Starhawk unless you're pretty damn sure you can take it down. And I think the type of list that can take it down is probably like a hard-hitting squadronless list. Um. Yeah, because it does well against squadrons if you have expert shield techs on it. Um, it depends on how it's built out. If it's built out without the defensive stuff, you can take it down. But are you ever going to see one without all the defensive stuff, though? Probably not. I mean, you will here and yeah. there, but yeah, not a, probably not in a real competitive setting. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think that's the answer is to go kill the other stuff, whatever it is. Yeah, that's what I found in most of my games was the Achilles heel of the list was just not being able to keep the other shit alive while and, and whiffing with the Starhawk, which can happen. Yeah, which is why, we, as we were saying, the Starhawk is actually the harder one to fly because yes. you have to find a way to like – you have to, it's really counterintuitive to like everything that playing Armada has taught you because it's like you have to like put it in really bad spots to protect the other shit. Yeah. And then the other yes. shit can kind of hit and run or, or whatever or just keep the Starhawk going depending on what your plan is, you know, and yep. use the Starhawk as the hammer and just get it in the way of everything. <laughs> So they have to either shoot at it, and hopefully they make a mistake and shoot at it, and then it'll make it easier for you to kill their stuff. But, like, right. you know, it, it's difficult to protect the other stuff because it's slow. I mean, I'm really glad it's speed two because I think it really – because if it was three, I think it would be it, – it would probably be broken. Um, yes. And at speed two, it, ma it, it makes – like, so more points for speed three. Well, yeah, that's true. It would have to be way more points. But even then, I still think it'd be a problem. Um, unless maybe the Speed 3 like had like no clicks or something. I think just it, it's good that it never ended up being Speed 3. I speed totally 2 is the right call. Honestly, Speed 2 with engine text is better than Speed 3 most of the time. Yeah, because the clicks were better on it. Yeah. 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 And it just gives you more versatility. Yes. Yep. You know, like, you know, and this is not a great comparison, but like the MC-80 Home 1 with engine tax is way more maneuverable than the MC-80 Liberty is. Yeah, turn-wise, turn, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But even speed-wise, because you can like, with engine tax, you can like turn one way and then turn the other way and get some extra distance because you get to move the tool to the other side of the ship. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. All right, so we're ready to move on to the next part, whatever that is. Yeah. 
All right, yep. cool. We're, we're going to another segment. We'll see you guys in that one. It's okay when it's in a three-way. It's not gay when it's in a three-way. With a honey in the middle, there's some leeway. The area's great in a one-two-three-way. All right, here we are. We're in this this segment. I think this what is we current hole, but not my bottom bitch. Oh, okay, cool. That's what we're doing here. And here we're going to talk about all the stuff we've been doing besides Armada, which has mainly been like TTS uh, type stuff. We've been playing a lot of stuff, like a lot of TI4. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot and of I've TI4. Become, a lot of TI4. I was always, I always liked TI4. Like I was, it was not like a preferred game for me. I was just like, ah, it's okay. I like it enough. But like now after playing it on TTS, I like it way more, mainly because the mod, if you guys haven't played it with TTS now, like once you play the mod, you're not going to want to play the tabletop version anymore because it's just so yeah, much better. It is for for like several t- reasons. Like the automation yeah. is amazing. Yes, and, and it knows. Like whoever made the mod did an amazing. Yeah, job. they did a really good. They job. did a really really good job. Yeah, I'd rather do tabletop, but the TTS mod's really good. I think the main <laughs> really? advantage. Yeah. I think I would probably rather play a tabletop too, but. The fact that you can like play TI4 over two to four nights instead of yes. in one six to eight hour sitting makes yeah. it so much. That that's the key because now it's we can play for more people. Yeah, yeah. Now, now we can play three, you know, two to three hours from home on a Wednesday for yeah. two or three weeks and easily get games in. Where it, it's really hard to get six people in one location for seven hours. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 was that's a huge benefit. Like we we played a fourteen round tournament or yeah. a fourteen point, which is the normal's ten. Mm-hmm. So fourteen point just adds that much more time. But we were able to do it with TTS because you just save it and we meet up another night. You know. Yeah. We yeah, probably thing. took us ten hours to play too. That took a while. Yeah, but that's yeah. Fine. That's yeah. That's what that game's it, supposed to be. I mean, it's supposed to be a slog. That's yeah. You know, but like, and what I think another thing about, about TTS for TI is that I think TI becomes a lot more fun when you have a lot of players that are good. And yes. the only way to do, to get enough games in frequently enough to like be good at the game is to play it on TTS. Like, it's just not realistic. And when everybody's like tuned in, the game is really fun. Yeah. Yeah, you I don't have one person that. trying to play Space Risk while everyone else is. <laughs> yeah, because well, yeah, what happens is the one person trying to play Space Risk, and then the, someone else takes advantage and then just wins. Yeah, which yeah. is what Dane used to do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's yeah, true. that's exactly what I did. <laughs> Worked. That's true. I don't let that happen anymore. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so now every game we play, Bill's main mission is to make sure I don't win. <laughs> yep, while also winning myself. There's a huge difference. There's a huge yeah, difference that's... between like trying to just tank somebody else's game without any, you know, effort to win yourself. No, I do right. both. You're right. <laughs> I do do both. You do. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it makes it a lot more fun. That way, too, when Dane doesn't win every time. Yeah, well, it was getting out of hand. <laughs> what did you have, like, a three or four game winning streak going at one point? I had a four game winning streak, and it was, like, I think it, I, it was – I think I had five out of six, too. Yeah. I think I, it may even be 
like it was six out of eight. Yeah, it was switching back to in person games, I guess. Yeah. 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 So yeah. But I haven't won the last like three or four games. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I put a stop to all that. Yeah, I haven't I haven't won since Bill came back. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, TTS um TI four is really great. If you guys haven't tried it definitely do it like i don't know these guys keep saying they want to play in person i'll definitely play in person like a dane con or something but like i don't know man anytime everybody wants to play tr i'll just be like let's just do tts oh no i I actually fully i totally agree with you on that like like when we're at dane con let's play it in person but like oh for sure dane con for sure but all there's a time we're all there yeah it it definitely scratches the itch playing it on tts it's in in ways like you said it's, it's almost better yeah, it, I mean, yeah, it translates very well to the real game. Like, some games don't translate very well. Mm. Like, I think I said this before, like, A Song of Ice and Fire actually translates really well from TTS to the real tabletop. Like, when you play games of A Song of Ice and Fire on TTS, I feel like you're getting, the like, 90% of the value, training value, so to speak, as if you were playing on the table. Like, it's yeah. very good. It's very close. Um, for me... Like Armada is not, I don't get the same value, like training value in Armada playing Vassal that I do on the table. No, but we might on TTS. We really got to try that. Yeah, we, we might. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. And then everything else is a board game. Yeah, I mean, anything is a board game on TTS. It's the same thing as playing on, on the table. I mean, there's really no yeah. fall off there. Not really. Yeah. Because yeah, we played Nemesis played quite Rebellion. a few times. Oh, yeah, yeah, we played Rebellion. That was good. The Rebellion uh, mod was really good, too. Yeah, that I was pretty that awesome, actually. That may have been the best TTS module I've played. You think it's better than TI4? It's close. It might be better. Yeah, it had quite a bit of automation with that one, too, and it, it like, knew. Sometimes you play a card, and it's like, how does it know? Like, TI4 does a lot of that. Like, how do how do it know that I just played this card? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's right, Rebellion. That was That was a really good one, too. We had a good game in that one too, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, we did. I, I, I actually killed the rebel base with the Death Star, didn't I? Yeah, you you made exactly the play I was hoping you wouldn't make. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. It it, it kind of came down to the last turn though. Like either of us could have won, yep. but you had like exactly the right card you needed to do what you needed to do. I feel like that's like eighty percent of rebellion games, and it's why that game is so good. Yeah, that's that's yeah. another great game, man. Yeah, I got to get one of those. I haven't, I haven't, haven't played that in a while. That one, not that I, I think the TTS mod was great, but I kind of prefer to play that one in person because I spent a ton of time like painting the models and making them look good. So <laughs> I kind of just so want to play on the table because it looks like when you play Armada with like painted models, it's actually it, not Armada, uh, Rebellion. It's like it's actually a lot better. Like I, yeah. I, I enjoy the experience yeah. more. Yeah, it's way better with the painted models. And then the little stands you put on them, a lot of the ships and stuff, that makes a big difference too. Yeah, it's like like when you glance at the board, it's quick to see like what's Navy stuff and what's like Army type shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So Rebellion is great. Um, I also did a, uh, a, a big a Song of Ice and Fire tournament. So the, the first big online one they had, they had 64 players. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Held by Northern Realms Gaming out of England. So like 
the split, I don't know if it was exactly equal, but it was close between like European players and U.S. players. So there's like a ton of different players. We played six games. Hmm. This went over like a couple a month and a half or something like that. That's it pretty cool. Up, yeah, yeah, it was like, it wrapped, wrapped up a week or two ago. Um, I'm not going to get into too much detail. Uh, I ran neutrals, the neutral list. Um, I finished as the top neutral by like far. There was only like three or four of us or something like that that ran neutrals. I ended up 13th place. I went four and two. So I did pretty good. Um, made some mistakes. Like I could have done better. It's still kind of rubbing my ass a little raw right now for a couple of mistakes I made in a couple of games. Otherwise, I think I could have been playing for the top spot. But that's <laughs> tournaments. You know, that's how these things go. Um, some bad dice stuff. But whatever. You know, you don't get too wrapped up in the axle about that. But that was really cool. I played like I played guys in England. I played a dude from Poland. Uh, only one other guy from the U.S. I think. Everybody else was like from somewhere else. It was really cool. Was it difficult scheduling games with people in such different time zones? No, not for me because I like you know I can play during the day, during the week, and stuff when it's like evening time there in the U.K. Okay. Or in in Europe. So yeah, no, I didn't. It didn't have issues. Like you would just. You had one week. Once you got your pairing, like on Sunday, you had until the following Sunday to play your game. So you had a whole week. So, I mean, with anybody, you should be able to work out on some time in a yeah. you know, seven-day period where you guys can work it out. And that's, you know, and like, and I think the tournament only had one person drop mm. out of 63. Everybody else played all their games. Like, it, it turned out really great. They did a good job organizing that tournament. They did. So, and I'm doing another nice. one with that tournament. They're, they're, they're doing one now where it's um, – they're – you get a random faction and random commanders of commanders that are not like uh, top tier meta picks right now. So like no oh. Rob Stark, no Holland Reed, no um, like Harma for the free folk and shit. And I ended up with that way. We're only playing three games and we're playing three of the new game modes that they're, oh. they put out for like beta testing. So it's real like experimental type thing, but yeah. that one's already got like, 70 or 80 people signed up for it or some Jeez, shit like that. That's like, yeah, I know. I it's think, re- um, I think maybe I should sign up for that. He's been doing something like that. Um, the X-Swing people are calling it like the Jank Tank Open where you get like a random list and then you get to yeah. swap out like one card or something like that. So that's hmm. kind of an interesting way to do a tournament. Maybe yeah, we I was should uh, put together an Armada one. First, we got to see if like TTS mods any good. We haven't even messed yeah. with that yet. <laughs> but Dane, like you said, you should do the tournament. Fuck it. I mean, the sign up is until like July fifth or something like that. Okay, so. yeah, I'll look into it. Yeah, and I ended up with Baratheons, so I have Axel Florent and Renly Lord Paramount. Like, so with TTS too, you can play all the new stuff that hasn't even been released yet because everything that's been spoiled. They, you go a Song of Ice and Fire Builder. And you can build out your list and then you just do, it's called like port to TTS. You build your list, you go into TTS, you, you put in a certain save file spot and you can just load it from your save games there. And it like loads lists super easy. They've oh, done a lot of work. The, the Song of Ice and Fire mod is actually really good now. They've done a ton of work to it. Yeah, I haven't used it yet. Like, we should get a game in. Yeah, we definitely should. So I've been doing a lot of that. I was in the Legion tournament. Um, I was kind of half in, half out with that. The big one, the Invader League. I like went one and two, and I didn't play my last two games. I was didn't just you like, say that the games were going really slow in that or something like that? Yes. So my first two, fuck. My, my first, I think it was my, the one I played against Reha, 
R1H4, people that know Armada. I ended up in his group and we played, I played my first game against him. And then the two games after that, both my games took like almost five hours. Oh, wow. And I, I was just like, I fucking, oh God, it was a slog. I hated it. Like by the end of it, I'm like, fuck Legion. Like I don't even want to play anymore right now. Um, which isn't true now. Like I, Legion's still a great game, but it was, it was brutal. Cause like I didn't institute like the timer. And like, when you don't do that, like, it's just, forget it. It just takes way too fucking long. Yeah. That's one of the things I, is my favorite about Legion. Just like, I feel like it takes too long. It can, but once you get into the groove and play a game, like there's no reason you can't play a tournament game in two hours, 15 minutes or whatever the hell they give. They yeah. give you like two and a half hours or something. So. But, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, and you know, I, I don't, I don't dislike Legion. It's a fun game, you know? Yeah, I don't like, like it as much as Armada, but that doesn't mean it sucks. Sure, you know I still like it. We we played a game actually. Yeah, Dane. I played. Uh, I, I introduced Dane to the TTS Legion mod, and he saw yeah. how uh, broken clones are. Oh man, it's so like, and I didn't do a very good job with it. Like, no, but like you don't need even to. still, it was very clear that this shit is broken. Like the, the yeah. standby camping or whatever it's called. Yes, the standby. Yeah. And it's just, it's just bullshit. So what you do, dear listener, is you just have a couple um, phase one clones that are just like, they're called like batteries. All they're doing is taking green tokens. They're essentially just taking like standbys and, and um, aims. And then you have phase twos with Overwatch so they can trigger their standby at range three. And then the phase ones are just hiding behind a hill or something. So you can't shoot off the uh, standby token. But the phase twos are up on a, are in a good position waiting for you. Yeah, they in our game, I was up on a just, hill. Yeah, and they just start blasting the fuck out of you. Like, and and like that one unit killed like half your list. Yes. Yep. And I but shot I think it. it killed it almost like all of your battle droids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I ran some you know, separatists, and yeah, I couldn't uh, couldn't get get them up, could not get them off that hill because they're still rolling red defense dice, and you got Obi Wan sluicing a ton of hits off them. So. Yep. Yeah, I can hear, I can hear, I can feel Josiah being upset right now. Yeah, well, he's yeah. just butthurt because he doesn't want uh, his broken clones to be less broken. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when they get first, I feel like the fact that they were broken kind of hit itself because they don't have the options that the original <laughs> factions do. But as they start getting them, it's just going to become more and more apparent that it's broken. Yeah, they've yeah. got this, they've got their, their sniper teams now are like ridiculous. Yeah, their they're art like, troopers yeah. are stupid. Yeah, I feel they're, they're like this is like I, I feel like I've heard of the same problem popping up in 40k with like the Tau just being able to blast anything off the board without moving. Like this is just a problem that games seem to not be able to solve. Hey, Armada solved it. Yeah, I think Legion will solve it. I, I'm I'm sure they'll get there, um, but currently it's an issue. Yeah, they'll fix it. I mean, I think the answer is probably just you can't share standby, and I feel like that fixes the whole thing. Yeah, you just make it so, like, the clone faction can't use standby tokens or something. Yeah, or just they can't share that one. Or can't share them, yeah, that could be a... That and you can only share dodges and aims, and is there one more other... Is there one other green token? There's just dodges. No, uh, that's surges. A, surges, surges. Surges, surges. So, like, those three are fine to share, probably. Yeah, it's the, it's the range three standbys with phase two and a Z6. With aim tokens, there's aim yeah. tokens laying around. There's surge tokens laying around because they're yeah. just they're everywhere. 
Yeah. Well, part of and part of the balance with standby is that you can't use it until after you move. So, like, if you move into a place where you got a bunch of shots, then you can't stand by, or or you might or you can, but you might as well just shoot at that point, right? And it's better to have a shot now than a maybe shot later if you're already in range. But with sharing standbys, you can double move a guy into range and then have somebody else already standby. So then, when they move, you just start hitting yeah like our in our game that position where you had the clones up on the hill yeah. and i couldn't blast them off which i did try to do and then just yeah but die. i had cover and they have red defense dice and obi-wan was up there exactly but the thing is they they shoot more than once that's one of the things that kind of breaks the game a little bit like they can shoot like five six times in a round theoretically that's highly unlikely but like yeah if there's enough standby tokens sitting around and then they right. get their own activation where they shoot and yep. you know it, it gets it gets yeah, five six is a little unlikely, but two or three is like every single round. Yes, you can easily do two or three. Yeah, and you they're like uh, they're called like castleless. They're mobile castleless because you got to get to a certain spot, which actually isn't hard for them to do. They just move in a big blob together, and they just blob up and move to the objective they need to get to. Sit there, build their castle essentially, and just blast everything that comes into range or tries to, you know. Um, counter what they're doing or take an objective that they're watching over and shit like that. And they just blast you as you try to get there. Yeah. Without moving. Like once they get to a certain position, they get to the position they want to be at, they stop and then they don't move the rest of the game and they just blast from that position. And then you just like can't get within range three of them, which is a really big area. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a very large area. <laughs> you know, it's like a, it's like a two foot circle on the board that they get to have. Oh man, I, I seriously, I can hear Josiah like yelling. No, there's more to it than that. There's much more finesse. You don't understand. <laughs> well, I'm glad he's not here. <laughs> so, anyway, that's what I've been up to. Do you guys, what, you guys have anything else you want to talk about in this section with TTS or any other shit you've been playing? Let's see, you know, we've been, I started a Gloomhaven campaign that we've been playing on TTS, which has been kind of fun. Uh, you're still you're still doing that yeah yeah we're uh getting moving along with it we've done like i don't know 10 or so missions at this point oh nice so how are you liking it i'm really enjoying it you know it, it's really cool um it's uh it's a fun game i mean it's it's another game that i think works really well in tts the automation's really good and it, it, there's like all these like little tokens and fiddly shit cards and decks and like trying to play this thing without the mod would seems like it would be horrible. So yeah, my wife and I have been playing it for a while now. And like, I think the key to it is how you need to have like an organizer for it. You need to have some kind of system. And when you have that, it's really not that bad. Cause like the mechanics to it are pretty slick. It's not like a complicated game or anything like that as I'm sure no. you found out by now. It's just, there's just so many decks. There's just a lot of stuff in that box. Like, yeah. for, for those of you who haven't seen the Gloomhaven box, it's, like, fucking massive. 
Um, and it weighs and, like 30 pounds or something. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's, like, like you get that box and it's just like packed top to bottom with cardboard. And then like you punch that out. Like, I think I, I literally spent like an entire day punching out that cardboard and sticking it in like Plano boxes. So like it, there's, there's just a lot of shit in there, but, but yeah, once, once you have a good system down, you, it's definitely doable even with the physical game. It just seems like there's a lot of like shuffling of small decks and that just like really drives me nuts. Yeah. Like those it's like mini US cards that you have to constantly shuffle because like you can't shuffle them because they're too big, too small. I don't know. It just drives me nuts. <laughs> I don't know. That, uh, that there was just like a, a Gloomhaven light box that came out this past weekend. It's like a Target exclusive for now. So is that what that was? I saw that a Gloomhaven yeah. thing came out. I didn't realize it was like a Gloomhaven yeah. light. I've I've got it on the way. I think I'm getting it on Friday, so that'll be cool to check out. But I'm all about Gloomhaven. It's a really great game. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Um, anybody else try anything fun on TTS? No. I guess not. No. I haven't tried X-Wing on TTS, but I watched the tutorial for the mod, and it looks like it's awesome. I messed around with the mod a little bit, and it looks, like, phenomenal. Like, the best TTS mod I've seen, period. Which like, makes sense. I mean, the X-Wing yeah. community has a retarded amount of support. Yeah, it, it looks really great. I want to try it out. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd check, I'd check that out. All my shit's packed up now, so I couldn't even play right now if I wanted to. Yeah. Cool. All right, well, I guess we're going right. to wrap this one up, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. guess that's it. Groovy. All right. Um, from all of us here at ORJ, uh, y'all take it easy. Uh, have a good 4th of July weekend. That's coming up soon. Yeah. Yeah. Go America. Uh, Go America. Yeah. America, fuck yeah. Party yeah. hard. Agreed. And uh, we will see you guys on the next one. Take it easy. Yep. America.
good job.